Sometimes we have one thing that doesn't go live. Okay, here we go. Yeah, all right, we're good to go. So good morning again. Um, today we're going to be continuing. So it's going to be number three in the series of Harmony. So I'm excited to share that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll begin. So as always, you have permission here to make yourself as comfortable as you can and feel free to welcome yourself into this day. Um, inviting yourself into your space and noticing if there's something you can do to support your experience. So as always, suggestions, a warm drink, um, a blanket, a sweater, find a comfortable seat. And we will begin by inviting ourselves into the space through inhales and exhales and the breath work. Um, so we do three rounds. So we begin with the first one. So just begin to notice your body and adjust into your space. Notice how you're sitting in your chair. If your bum is comfortable, how's the back of your spine? Feel free to release any kind of tension. Dropping the shoulders, relaxing the eyebrows, the ears. Just even notice the tip of the nose, the chin, placing the tongue at the roof of the mouth, giving your body permission to slow down, softening the jawline, and beginning to inhale through the nose. Inviting oxygen into your body following the breath into the body. If you notice that your body is short of breath, just have patience with yourself. The technique that we use here is inhaling a little bit and then pausing and then trying to inhale and fill some more without exhaling, but little sips till we are completely full before exhaling completely. So inhale, pause, relax the muscles, the shoulders, the neck, the collarbone. Inhale some more, pause, inhale some more. Fill the lungs with air and then softly exhale. Tightening the core, blowing out through the lips, parching the lips, really clearing out the space within. We do another one here. So inhale again through the nose. Pause. Inhale a little more. Pause. Inhale some more. Pause. And then exhale. Notice what you need here, what it takes from you. So also notice if your body began to adjust as the mind begins to move here. So we're returning back to the breath, leaning the shoulders back again. Notice if the neck 
and the spine is aligned. So you're going to lean the head back a little bit. And this could be dropping the shoulders, adjusting the head, noticing how it can fit comfortably. Like if you were stacking blocks, how would the head feel comfortable on top of the shoulders? So just adjust accordingly. Move, move around a little and just feel that before we do this last inhale. So when, you, when you've found that space, notice if there was the permission here to connect deeper or align. And we'll begin again. So inhaling through the nose, again, small sips of air. It's like taking a slow walk, pausing, inhaling some more, filling, pausing, inhaling some more. And you'll know when your body's completely full and then you can exhale Amazing. So just notice how you feel here. If you need any adjustments, and we're going to dive in. So first, just having gratitude for every single one of you being able to show up in your own lives, showing up for each other, showing up for me and this community, because we wouldn't be able to do it without this communal support. Um, and sometimes we don't realize that like the strength, like even if it's a little bit of strength, it's a lot more than you might think it is. So give yourself that pat on the back for being able to show up to your for yourself. So we're gonna we're we're gonna add in a little bit of the concept of return into into this sense of harmony and what that is um, in the concept of harmony and building from the laws of nature. And one of, one of the fundamental things that function in life is when we're building something, we're, we're usually building it for a purpose. So for example, if there's a cup, right? A glass cup, the glass is being blown and shaped so that water or liquid could fit inside. And usually, you know, there's, there's the two parts. There's like the artsy part of creating something, but then there's the functionality part. And usually things lean towards more of a function when we talk about containers, right? And everything's a container. So even with life itself, we are, our bodies are a container for something. So there's, there's that physical dimension where it's visual, right? And understandable and almost logical, right? Our stomach holds the food, breaks it down. 
distributes it to the body. There are different, different levels of containment, but we're just going to break down the logic of container for a moment and organization. And it's really one of the most important parts, like a fundamental part of building harmony. So for a lot of people, when we're looking for to discover harmony in our life, in our daily life, we come from the angle of trying to clean up a mess after the fact. You know, everybody's smart after the fact. Everyone has opinions after the fact. Um, I heard I heard this Rub say this week, he was talking about Lushanhara and he was saying how like Lushanhara is a really, really, um, he was saying it's one of like the worst things in the world. And it, it really, it's like, it's so toxic. And when we bring that concept into this space of this negative conversation, right? When we have something negative to share, right? About somebody else. If we take it to just a basic level of like the brain and thoughts and neuroscience, what we know in neuroscience is that the brain will come up with stories after the fact, the logic after the fact. And sometimes we're like, well, how did I not know that in that space, right? How did I not? how did I not know? Right. So the thing is, is that when we are organized, when we have that container, right? So the rule of organization, if we're going to be organizing, let's say a closet or a room, what we're doing is, is we're creating a system of, let's say drawers and shelves where we have this practice where things go back, right? So if we take out an outfit, the laundry, and then it goes back into its place. If it, if we don't practice that thing of putting things back, of returning things to its place, what ends up happening is, is number one, the container that we've created doesn't have a purpose. So from an emotional sense that would be doesn't feel like it has purpose. And then on a on a functional level, we're going to have things all over the place. So when we when we think about this from an emotional level, for a lot of people, we're searching for value, we're searching for worth. Um and the thing we don't and and we'll do that by going out of ourselves, reaching out, constantly leaning out into the world rather than leaning into our practice and coming back to ourselves. So one of the rules with, with meditation is not to put ourselves in a space where we completely clear our mind and keep it clear at all times. It's that as everything moves through, as we sit still in our space, what we do is our, we keep returning back to our body and back to our breath. 
So our mind kind of explores, ripples out, takes a walk. And the job of, of meditation is to constantly build that muscle of bringing ourselves back into the body, back into the, back into the breath, and keep on inviting it back in. And for so many people, they find that so difficult. But then what ends up happening is we end up finding it really, really difficult to align with ourselves or, or, or even know where things, places are because we're not even sure where things are placed. So coming back to harmony, so when we understand at the core, right, our body is the vessel to contain the self, right? It's as much as we're going out there, we need to begin, we have to practice that sense of returning back to ourselves. And if that practice isn't being done, then we kind of lose sight of, of who we are. We can also look at this from a sense of a, a larger dimension of the week and Shabbos, as in when we, like Shabbos, it, it comes to the thing of like, you know, eating and digesting. It's like Shabbos is that time where we're able to kind of return, return back to ourselves, back to the spiritual selves and elevate ourselves in that space. So just acknowledging first that that is, um, you know, that a container is a really important thing. Then the next, the next part of that is, is something really it's like almost obvious, but for some reason we have difficulty with it um, sometimes. And that is that when, when we're building something, it's so important to make sure the measurements are right. A lot of times we'll improvise, like back to interior design, we'll improvise on the size of something because either we can't, we think we can't afford it or we don't have enough space. And we try to fit certain things into the wrong, into the wrong um, containers where they don't fit. So the thing is that when we're, when we start to acknowledge that everything needs the right size. So it's like an example of if you get a child, a shoe that's too small or too big. So if it's too big, they'll trip and fall over. If it's too small, they are going to struggle with tension in the body. Um, and also they might, they're not going to be able to walk properly. So what ends up happening is, is when things don't have the right containers, what ends up happening is, is that the perception gets skewed. So it's not saying that, oh, that child doesn't need shoes in the sense that, yes, he needs a pair of shoes, but he needs a pair of shoes that fits him correctly. So just acknowledging that when something shows up and we have a struggle with, the, with, with understanding that, and the container is not right, 
it's not saying, oh, we don't need the container and throw away the container. It's, it's noticing, okay, I need the right size. What is the dimension of this? But taking the time to understand the pieces of the, the dynamic of, of, of the situation so you can create the right container to receive whatever it is. And for a lot of us, we'll, we'll run out there and be like, we don't need a container. It's like a, a child running out into the world without a sweater or a coat in the winter. And he's like, I'll survive. I'll be fine. His brain will go to that space. So as a mother, we're like, no, you need that coat. You need a sweater. You need to keep warm. And we understand that fundamental piece that that is going to secure him to be able and make him comfortable and safe to be able to go do everything else in his day. So that's one bit, um, another bit of that. Um, and I'm going to come back to, I'm going to lean into a little bit of what we were talking about, um, the brain coming up with things after the fact um, and the concept of Lushan Har in general. So when we, when we come up with stories after, right, our brain can always come up with something after the fact. Where we need the siyata dishmaya is while we're going through something. And when we understand that every situation, when we go into a situation, we know that everybody's doing the best they can with what they have. And as adults, we all know that, you know, when we were younger, there were situations where we saw adults and we were like, when I am that age, I'm never going to be able to be like that. Right. And then, you know, the timeline jumps and, and we're standing here and I've had the situation where I'm like, yeah, wow, I can, I really get it. I really get it. When you start standing in that person's shoes and that experience. So when we, when we kind of step away from the sense of judgment, right? So judgment in itself, it skews the actual reality of what's really going on. Because the quality of our life is dependent on what we produce. When we put judgment there, it's difficult to have the serenity, right? It's difficult to find the serenity. So building that trust, right? So the container for a healthy life without the sense of um, criticism being a big factor. So like judgment, right? So just, we all have it on a daily basis um, where we're using judgment and as a, to measure, and this is, this is where we're getting to the measurements of the containers to measure our value. And this is really, or to measure a situation, but it ends up whenever we're going there, it, it has to do with us right? We're trying to discover something within ourselves. The question is, are we using an ac accurate measuring tape? So the judgment in itself is not accurate. It's not an accurate measuring tape. What that does is it's just 
that's an ego. That's ego building. And it creates tension within the body where it's not an actual container. It's, it's an unorganized experience. And it's like putting on a shoe that's too small or too big. It doesn't fit right. So when we think about judgment, when we think about when we're in an in experience where we see, oh, we could have done better than that person in that situation, or even for ourselves, like really judging ourselves, being harsh on ourselves in a space, just pay attention to you know, we're not talking about like the sinful part of it. We're talking about like the toxicity of what it does to us and how it skews our reality. Just notice, notice what it is, like what is what is the thing that that bothers you within that space? So like it, it like, you know, if you speak to somebody and you have something negative to say. Um, share, right? You, you, you've, you've come across a piece of information that you want to share. Just take a moment to kind of take it apart and, and see like, what are you holding space for? Like, what is the container that you've created for negativity or for the value? What, where have you created value around this? And again, it could be a pattern from, you know, a different generation. It could have been a different narrative. It could be an influence, but just notice what that is because what's happening is, is we're using those, those things to measure things. We're using those facts to measure our value or measure somebody else's value, which might not be accurate. So when we come back to the concept of harmony and we come into the sense of creating the right container or trusting there's there are the laws of nature which we're going to get into um, in the next couple sessions but what we want to do is understand that the world itself has been created right we are just here to discover and knowing that when we see something, a lot of times we don't see everything. Even when it comes to our own situations, there's that divine intervention that is present in the situation itself at the moment. When we look back at it, we can take it apart all we want, but it's not going to change the fact. So the thing is, it's important to take the time to have compassion for yourself in that space. Begin to trust yourself in that situation that you did the best you could with what you had. And you're always doing the best because we're here to experience things rather than create things. And then moving, moving forward, if we're sitting in a meditative space or we're sitting in a space where we are looking at our life, 
if we lean in more from a, a compassionate space, rather than like a really harsh judgment space. So shifting some of the perspective from judging and creating tension to allowing, um, giving yourself a moment to know that whatever the discovery you're going to make is going to be really exciting and supportive towards your life moving forward. A really great example of this, which I find, and again, we always go back to food, right? That's just, you know, if you get sick of it, let me know. I'll, I'll, tr I'll try to find something else we all have in common <laughs> besides for that and emotions. Um, when we think about like all the diets we've tried, right? And our brain and our, the logic behind it, um, I'm sure you've all come across a friend that swears by a certain diet that worked for somebody really great. And, and this is like, ask somebody five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even 50 years ago. This has been on replay for years. Why? Because there's a convincing logic that if you eat a certain, if you're going to do something specific and, you know, it's like same elephant, different color, right? It's, it's just presented in a different way. And somebody's trying to convince you of the logic that if you just eat a certain way, you're going to be fine. Like I'm telling you, you'll be able to lose the weight. Um, there's usually more to the story. <laughs> so it's taking time to know that the container's got to be bright. The container has to be working right. It has to fit. There has to be compatibility. And knowing that there is more, it's a multi-dimensional facet where there's so much going on that it's not only about the, the diet itself, right? But the logic, somebody can rationalize with you all the time. Um, but the rationing doesn't always isn't always supportive. So just thought I'd, um, you know, um, bring that in. So as you, as you move into this week, um, or into the next couple days till our next, uh, our next, uh, lesson, um, I want you to take some time to just observe, really begin to notice what containers in your life. And again, we're not going with a harsh judgment, but asking yourself, are there containers in your life that don't seem to be the right fit? Or are there judgments that we are using to measure that might not be as supportive? So what we're doing is, is we're creating an observation. We're opening it up and we're allowing rather than kind of coming down with a hammer. Okay. With that, we will open it up for questions or shares or any of that. So yeah, feel free to unmute if you have. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot of time, but um, people say they love the questions because that really helps give them clarity. So I really encourage um, if anyone has any questions because it really helps give people the understanding of uh, what's going on. So hi, Sarah. Hey, thank you so much for this class. It's totally what I was thinking about, which is amazing. What I'm confused about is how do you start to notice the dialogue in my head, my emotions, 
I guess I'm confused. How to stay in observation versus judgment, especially if they're coming fast and furious and more than I would like. And then, I don't know. How do you stay away from judgment? So observation. the beauty is, and I love that you brought that up. So how do you stay in observation when we feel like we're just escaping into, um, you know, this, as you were saying, the fast and furious. So um, it really comes back to what I began with, with the sense of starting with your meditation of returning. It's the concept of return. So hmm. when you take the time, right, when we, we know the, 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 the fundamental part of a container, right? The container itself is that things need to be put back. So in a messy room, right? It's great. Everything can come out. You have a toy closet. All the toys can come out as long as everything has a place to go back to. If we struggle with having that functionality of putting things back, that's where we have the mess. So the first thing is, is making sure the container is the right size. The beauty of the way Hashem created the world is that our body is exactly the right size, the spiritual body, the energetic body, the nefesh, the guf, all of it. It's all the right size. For a lot of us, we just haven't gotten used to or we don't know how to fit because the measuring tape that we're using is sometimes inaccurate. So what so, do you mean by making it sure it's the right size if it already is the right size? So it's, it is the right size. So what you're trying to do is invite yourself into that space. So the first thing is, is when we take that time, um, um, in the Huberman lab, he talks about, um, he says it's 13 minutes. If you spend 13 minutes a day sitting in a meditative space and returning to yourself. So the practice is not to do anything, but ret constantly return to yourself for 13 minutes a day right? So you, you're sitting there, you're breathing into it, and you keep finding your mind drifting and coming back. You will get to a point where you, you're, you're, um, you'll be able to do it throughout the day where you'll constantly return. Now, when we're returning, we can kind of, we can then actually understand the dimension of what we're living in, the container, our container. The problem is for most of us, we're trying to accommodate. We go outside of ourselves trying to accommodate a unrealistic dimension um, or a container that isn't ours. So as you move into the day, just if you find yourself being unsure, just take, take literally three breaths, 30 seconds, a minute, return to yourself in that space, return and see what happens when you take a few minutes and then discover. And then also the other thing is, is everything's an adventure. Be curious. If you're unsure what kind of container something fits into, and you don't feel like you got an in, insight or you know the intuition of what it fit how it fits or what should how things should fit take the time to explore you don't have to have answers on the spot you know yeah so it's it's a practice you know like anything else Hi, Esther. Hi, how are you? Good work, Sam. Thanks. Sorry, I wasn't following fully. Do you mind like giving an example of what you mean by looking for that container? So so the thing is if okay, so we'll we'll I, I gave once a, an example of let's say a 
a toy closet, right? If you're busy creating, let's say, um, you're putting together a, a closet, right? What you need to do is find the right container, a compatible container for the right toys, right? So we have to make sure that the toys itself, the whole thing can fit, right? So the purpose of, let's say, a mug is to hold a hot drink, right? So there's a couple things that that container has to do. It has to be able to hold liquid, but not only liquid, hot liquid, right? So it has to be made out of something that won't melt or break when the liquid is inside. And if you want to add another level of functionality, you might want to put, you might want it to also keep the drink warm, right? So that's another level of discovery in that sense of functionality for that mug. Now, another level is adding a, a handle. Somebody added a handle, right? Smooth surface. So it's just the dimensions, but when we keep returning to ourselves, we are we will be much more familiar with what it is that we the containers that we are creating for ourselves or even for our our own container. Like what is the purpose of this container? It's we have permission to absorb like to absorb, right? Our our job is to be able to absorb and retain and digest and flow and we're going to be breaking all of this down next week and the week after but it's it it all kind of comes together in the sense of first understanding that we need the right containers does that make does is that clear enough or right so you mean it in the physical sense or you tied it into something else so basically what's going to happen is is we're going to take this into a multidimensional space where you're going to see like if a friendship is a container for your emotions or, or is that a purpose is that a place like do I mix business and you know people say don't mix business and pleasure you know what I'm saying all these little things you know or if somebody says I want to be a bodybuilder but they're let's say have a petite body right or they need flexibility their day. You have to figure out what, what is compatible with you. But for so many of us, we're trying to fit ourselves into something that doesn't work and doesn't like isn't functional. Um, so it's it's taking the time to, as we return to ourselves we'll, in, throughout the day, it will get a much stronger indication of, of uh, what's working and what's not you know, or what's supportive or what's not. Got it. I like that you give such visual examples. Yeah, it just, it makes it, it makes it make sense because we all can relate to, you know, it's, right. it's showing me, it's showing me that there is about a minute, but I don't mind reopening it if you feel like if we have a couple more questions and you want to break it down a little bit longer, what do you guys think? Because I have a little bit of time. Okay. All right. Um, anything else before we head out? No, thanks, sister. No problem. No problem. Okay. So um, I'm looking forward to like explore this. And as we move into it, if you see that there's anything that you'd like me to clarify or build on, feel free to send me some notes because that will give me, um, that will really help me break down specific, like really specific things so we can build on this sense of harmony. So have a wonderful Shabbos to be continued.
All right. Bye. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Everyone. No problem. No Thank problem. You,